Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground. Okay, to all of our millions of listeners. I just need to start this episode by saying I am so sorry for all of the sniffy sniffy sounds in our previous episode. Um, we are, you know, human and we have uh, human things called allergies and they were truly affecting us massively last time and so we're going to try to not be disgusting. You didn't come for nose ASMR, so. Although maybe it would be appropriate to be disgusting in an episode oh. about... Shrek. Oh, you said it. <laughs> so, um, twenty years ago, <laughs> oh, Jesus, on the day that this episode comes out, fuck me, <laughs> Shrek premiered at the prestigious Cannes Film Festival in the south of France. <laughs> it was at Cannes in competition. <laughs> no, it was in the official competition, which included movies by. <laughs> David Lee, David Lynch, David Jean-Luc Lean. Godard, <laughs> no. Shou Shao Shen, Simon Liang, Nani Moretti. So some of the biggest luminaries <laughs> in the world of cinema Shut competed against uh, Shrek. I did a, a little bit of research. Oh no. And apparently <laughs> there are a couple of articles that say maybe Shrek will win, will win the Palme d'Or. That is... People like it because everything was so serious and kind of, you know, dour. All the movies at the festival then were like, well, Shrek was pretty fun. Maybe that will win. Can you imagine if, what is it, Smash Mouth or whatever was like <laughs> attached to a bomb or winner? That is so wild. So that's why we're doing this episode. Of course. Because it's the 20th anniversary of Shrek. Not because we just love Shrek. <laughs> well, that too. So. <clears throat> right. So this is the other thing. Okay. I'm a little nervous about this episode. Oh no. Why? Because I think some of the people listening will know that on Instagram, <laughs> I am known as the Shrek guy. Yeah. And I love using the Shrek filter. filter. <laughs> yes, you do. As a matter of fact, I couldn't count in in all of my fingers the amount of people who have sent me this new filter where Shrek kisses you. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's so disgusting. So I, that, I have received that a lot. I should have done one for you. Why didn't I do it? You should have. Maybe we'll do one for when we release the It's a birthday present. <laughs> um, so, so I'm a little nervous to like reveal my true feelings about Shrek. So before we go into the movie and talk okay. about it and dissect it and maybe, you know... Um, Analyze it. Yeah. I don't know what why people think I used a filter. I'm just gonna say, my love for the filter <laughs> is not ironic. <laughs> I do love it, and I love how I look in that filter. <laughs> if he could, he would dye his skin green. <laughs> and I would, yeah. So, so if I could have an operation to look exactly like that, <laughs> I might. Um, but Enough the movie money. Shrek, that's maybe a different story. Mm. Wow. All right. So why don't you tell us about your history with Shrek? I mean, I don't... I don't... My history with Shrek is that it was in my history. I watched it, obviously, when it came out 20 years ago. 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years ago. <clears throat> okay. So I watched it when it came out 20 years ago. And um, I was in love with it. I When we started... You know, as we started watching the first one, I was like, oh, I think I know all of the lines of this movie. I was like, I think I could recite every line as they come. Mm -hmm. And I had um, placed that in a little capsule in the back of my molar and <laughs> didn't realize it until now. Yeah. I loved Shrek when it came out as well. Um, how old were we? I was probably around nine. I was nine. seven. Yeah. So I was around nine. My sister was even younger. And my sister loved Shrek even more so than I did. She had the VHS. Of course, so did I. And she would play it almost every day for a while. And yeah. she, like you, could recite every single line of Shrek. Especially, like you, every single line <laughs> that Donkey says. Of course, la-duh. Um, 
But for those who don't know, or who weren't around or weren't paying attention, Shrek wasn't was huge. It was a huge it movie. It was a big movie. It obviously it played at Cannes in competition. It was a huge box office success. It was the most successful animated movie of all time at that point, other than The Lion King. That's wild. And it was nominated. It won the first Oscar for animated feature. Oh, really? It was the first year they did it. They were doing it because Pixar had had so many great movies. And then uh, on the first year, Shrek wins over Pixar's Monsters, Inc. That's that's crazy. It was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay <laughs> at the same Oscars. Adapted Screenplay? It's adapted from a picture book. Oh, did, yeah. I, did I just realize that right now? Yes, I did, <laughs> folks. <laughs> we can talk a little more about the origins of Shrek. but um, the origin story. I just want to set the table of how huge <laughs> this was. It probably came very, very close to getting a Best Picture nomination. That is... Shrek could have been the first animated feature to get Best Picture since Beauty and the Beast, which was the very first one. Oh, wow. So it could have easily happened. Why didn't it? What one? Well, um, A Beautiful Mind won that year. Um, and the, uh, that's with Russell Crowe. It's a bad movie. But um, there's like, there was Lord of the Rings and Moulin Rouge and some Moulin other Moulin Rouge? <laughs> Moulin Rouge also played in competition at Cannes against Shrek. <laughs> yeah, but... baby. I also, we should find a way for to get me to watch Moulin Rouge because I also haven't seen it. I just a, like we could the do a song, feature. obviously. What, Lady Marmalade? Lady Marmalade yeah, anyway, Shrek, <laughs> Shrek was gigantic. People loved Shrek, not just, like, kids. I didn't, I mean, I, as a seven-year-old, I was like, clearly this is um, art, and if you are an adult and you don't understand it, then, like, boo-hoo on you. But I didn't know that adults did get it. Everyone loved it. Why, why, why did you love Shrek when it came out? I mean, all of it. It was funny. It had voices that I, when did the first Charlie's Angels come out? The year before, I think. So I had seen Charlie's Angels, and I was in love with Cameron Diaz. And so then an animated movie with Cameron Diaz in it, I was like, this is the actress of all time. This is the best. (laughs) I was convinced that Cameron was the best actress of all time. Um, And yeah, I, I, I just loved everything. I loved the music. I loved this idea. Obviously, like, I had been growing up with all these princess stories, and so to see a princess story where... She wasn't, like, well, I mean, she is a white girl, but, like, at the end of it, she's no longer just, like, this skinny, pretty white girl, and as a chubby little black girl, I was like, maybe I am a princess, and I can be sassy, and I can be cute, and I don't have to be, mm-hmm. like, a damsel in destrosso. Interesting. So I think that's why I liked it a lot. I think that was a big part of it. When it came out, I think it felt kind of fresh, because it was right after the big Disney 90s renaissance where they, you know, starting with Little Mermaid and then Beauty and the Beast, they have this huge uh, comeback with animated musicals. Right. And they really embraced musical theater in their in their, in their movies again. And they embraced princesses. Right. And, and, you know, I want songs and all that jazz. Yeah. And then the Shrek was coming out. I mean, it begins like a Disney movie does with the little with the book. Of course. And then he like wipes his ass with the book, right? Yeah. So it was like this thing of like let's bring Disney down a peg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna mock all of the things we're that mock we loved. All of the things, yeah. Before, yeah. Do you know the backstory behind Shrek and DreamWorks Animation? No, only that they've made some of my favorite movies. Okay. <laughs> so during this Disney Renaissance, for the beginning of it especially. The one of the people in charge at Disney was a guy named Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mm-hmm. So he really oversaw the production of a lot of the movies that we love, like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. Lion King was the last one that he did before he had a fight with his boss, Michael Eisner. Okay. And then so there's Mike and remind me of the guy. The guy? Jeffrey Katzenberg. You gotta gotta Katz. give him Katz. So Jeff Katz and Mike. All right. So Katz. <laughs> Left Disney. Yeah. Or was fired. I don't remember exactly, but he left after a fight. Uh Uh-huh. And he decided to retaliate by making his own movie studio. Uh Uh-huh. So he teams up with Steven Spielberg. Oh, Captain Spiel. And music producer David Geffen. Oh, wow. So that's why DreamWorks is called... (laughs) 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 If you notice in the old... DreamWorks movies, it says DreamWorks SKG, which means oh, DreamWorks yeah. Spielberg Katzenberg. Gaffin. That's sexy. I had no clue. So they created their own studios, and Katzenberg wanted to 
out Disney Disney. Yeah. And he starts out by doing actually some pretty <laughs> some pretty antagonistic stuff. Like one of the first DreamWorks movies is the movie Ants. Oh, I loved Ants, which was a response to the Bugs, Bugs Life. Life. Like yeah, he yeah. knew that, they, that Pixar was doing Bugs Life, so he was like, we're going to do Ants and it's going to be even better or whatever. And I don't think it is, but like no. that was the intention. Oh, that has Woody in it, right? Yeah, Woody. Oh, Hill. God. Damn. Terrible. But then he also does The Prince of Egypt, which is well, clearly... Oh, come on. It's clearly a Disney-style musical. And it's perfect. It's also a perfect movie. And that was a big hit, but then his other attempts at doing that kind of thing weren't big hits. Like, mm-hmm. um, what's another one? Road to El Dorado. You don't like Road to El Dorado? It wasn't a hit, though. Oh. It's not a matter of whether I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I live in my own reality, which in which if I like it, it is, <laughs> in fact, no doubts, no false um, narrative. It is a hit, for sure, if I like it. <laughs> But the one that really turned the tide for them was Shrek. Shrek and Recky. And Shrek feels like a, it's antagonistic towards Disney. Of course. Partially because of, I think, Katzenberg's history with Disney. Oh, that's so hot. That's so juicy. The drama. Mama, you can't tell me that there's not drama in DreamWorks. And the question is, does the that kind of antagonism toward Disney work all these years later you know i think that the moment where they go to to lock and it's kind of like disneyland yeah and there's like the little it's Welcome a small world thing right so i think that's pretty funny oh yeah it's great um as a whole i mean it's weird because shrek was so popular that then everything after it wanted to imitate shrek right and the Disney movies that was it was say, making fun of weren't popular anymore. Right, and well, also, and then I feel like Disney has done this thing where they're like, oh, you want to make fun of us? We'll make fun of ourselves. And you're like, okay, well, then this is stupid. Right. I think they, yeah, I think for a while they tried to imitate Pixar. And then, weirdly, the moment where they, like, regained their footing as an animation series when they began to do movies like those old-fashioned movies again. Right. With, like, Frozen and Tangled and whatever. Sure, sure, sure. So they're going back to the princesses and the songs mm-hmm. and the earnestness. The earnestness. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, though. Wait, did DreamWorks do Balto? No. No, who did Balto? I don't know. Wait, what, really? I don't remember. I don't know. That's so stupid. How do you not know? You know everything. <laughs> I don't know who did Balto. <laughs> yeah. All right, whoever did Balto, though, like, you're my people, actually. <laughs> um... All right, so what's on the docket? So what? So so we we just gotta uh, talk about Shrek. All right, um, so let's get into the movie. Part. So do you still love the movie? As they're watching, what was your impression watching it again? Um, I I was we, I was cackling pretty much. I was sitting in the corner, still just like chuckling along. Um, I think that there's there's definitely some stuff that maybe is like, um. Well, you've brought up before in the past the idea of like making fun of uh. Lord Farquaad for being short, even though it's a movie about like accepting people. So right. like, <laughs> that that's there, but I still kind of like don't care because he's like a stupid white man. So I'm fine with like I'm fine with pointing out dumb white people's like issues to make them <laughs> go down a peg. <laughs> um, but oh so, yeah, but like but, is, is is being short his biggest issue though? Like he's, he's a, a jerk in so many ways. He's a jerk in so, so many ways. Like why do you? You know, you could have made fun of him in a different way that had to do with his appearance. I, I, I completely agree. But the the whole movie is about appearance, right? The whole movie is about um, the appearance of something and how something looks, right? right. Uh, so, so that's what makes it even weirder because he I know. appears. But I also right. But I but I do think that like it it is oddly enough, it's supposed to be like that is the thing. It's like it's he's not bad because he's short. He's bad because he's bad. And, like, people poke fun at him being short, but he still gets, he still, like, you know, does everything, um, like, he almost gets what he wants, not because he's short, but because he's a piece of shit. Mm, Okay. I still think that's, like, one of the movie's biggest uh, weaknesses. I I will give you that. Is that characterization. I I will give you that. I just don't know what you, what else you give him to, like, unless you make him the perfect prince. Which is what they do in the sequel. Right. So we should go... We'll get to that when we get to right, that. Right, Because exactly. we're going to talk about both Shrek and Shrek 2. By the way, I don't think we need to, like, summarize the plot of Shrek, right? People know it. I, 
if you are listening to this episode, you probably you, know. You probably there's no way you're gonna like. I'm gonna listen to a movie podcast about Shrek, and I've never seen this movie. If you are, I'm so sorry. We will not be doing a rundown. Although, I yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments. I just need to point out is when she wakes up in the morning to go make the eggs, and she's singing with the bird, and, and the bird explodes. to me but it gets me every time she kills this bird and then takes its babies to eat the it's perfect yeah. it's so, so that's good. interesting because they do that 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 is like clearly kind of an edgy joke to make fun of disney right mm-hmm. or like to be edgier than mm-hmm. disney and so is that later on they do this thing like another bit of animal cruelty where they take a frog and a snake and they inflate them like balloons, balloons yeah um what's interesting is that the very first, like, Disney thing, mm-hmm. the Mickey Mouse short, Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. That is all animal cruelty. That's all that is. Is it? Like, it's just this Mickey Mouse, like, going around in a boat, like, being a jerk to all the other animals. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a little uh, ironic, but kind of fun in its own way, that years later, they try to make fun of Disney by doing the very first thing that he did. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't don't even know really what to point out other than to talk about, like, the brilliant moments and the character, and and the characters, you know what I mean? Because I just... I will start with, with the things that I like. Okay. What I love the most is Shrek as a character. Of course. So, Shrek the filter, love it. (laughs) Shrek the character, also love it. In the first movie. Sure. No, in in general. Okay. I think that I I think that Shrek as a character is a cool dude. <laughs> this is this is who you, you're gonna be as a dad. <laughs> I, I don't know. We can talk about the, it. It yeah. complicates itself a little bit in the second movie, yes. but in the first one, he's just a guy yeah. who lives his life. He's grows and he likes it. Yeah. And he lives it, and he has obviously an issue about his appearance and the mm-hmm. way that people treat him, but. I think that as a character, he's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And he and he is relatable, and he just wants to live his life, be who he is, and uh, he's a little bit uh, sheltered about that. You know. Yeah, he's a little jaded, right? He's 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 got you know he's he's seen much in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Shrek. Yes. Now the the biggest thing, I again. As a kid, I loved Shrek, and then there was a period in my life when I really hated Shrek. Sure. The movie. Uh, yeah. I think the sequels didn't help, especially the third one. The third, the minute the third one came around, we were all like, okay, this stop is it. it. No more Shrek. Stop it, yeah. Yeah, the world had Shrek fever, and then the third one came around, and we were like, I think we made a mistake. Yeah, they were like, oh no, <laughs> they keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, but, right, so I think a lot of it is all the stuff... Not necessarily that Shrek the movie does, but that all its imitators did. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were a lot of movies um, after Shrek that tried to be Shrek. I think they did it, number one, because Shrek was so successful and popular. Number two, because Shrek presented an easier path to being a successful animated movie. Um, because, you know, all we knew from animation was Disney in this uh-huh. country, right? If you wanted to make an animated movie, it had to be a Disney musical. Uh-huh. That's what happened throughout the 90s with, like, Prince of Egypt, Anastasia, all these other movies, Balto. Right. And then... Well, what was it a musical? All right, whatever. But it's kind of in that <laughs> Disney template. Yes, absolutely. It, lo- it, it, it feels like it wants to be a Disney movie. Right. Not, yeah. But then you get Pixar mm-hmm. and they do something different. Yes. But it's hard to point out what they do. They do 3D movies. Yes. And they make good movies. But it's not easy to find their formula. They they're just good, right? You know, what I, mean? I think like through the years we have come to they have they have figured they have revealed their formula. Like right. now you see a Pixar movie and you're like, oh, oh it's, it's the Pixar. same thing yeah, as exactly. always. It's yeah, a Pixar yeah. thing. But then it was kind of harder to pinpoint. But then comes out Shrek, which provides a very easy formula to replicate, which is just to make fun of Disney. To make fun of Disney, to cast very famous actors, of to. Um, do a lot of pop culture references to yes. fill the soundtrack with with Smash Mouth and whatever pop risque, songs that you want. To have uh, funny talking animals. It sets up this template of a hero who is like a reluctant 
uh, insecure guy who teams up with a funny, annoying character, and they mm-hmm. go on a quest and they learn something about themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many movies from the 2000s that that come out, computer animated movies that are just the same template again and again, and it's totally terrible. There's always that party where they all sing and dance at the end and they sing to a, like a pop song, and it was so tiring. Right. That and and it is no doubt that Shrek started it. Well, yeah. Shrek started the trend. So I think that soured me a lot on Shrek. Yes. That all of a sudden every movie you were watching was a Shrek wannabe. Or an every... Yeah, that there were so many Shrek wannabes. And that Shrek had um, turned animation, which I loved, mm-hmm. from something that I enjoyed to something that was full of movies that are terrible. And also this, this the whole computer thing. Yes, 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 yes. I don't love the, the, the look of computer animated movies, especially of that time mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, general. I mean, yeah. some of them look good, but like a lot of them look like trash. And right. instead of doing this beautiful 2D animations that we had throughout the 90s, they're doing this horrible looking 3D things. Sure. Yeah. So that's my spiel about that. About now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to say about it? <laughs> Well, I was, um, I don't think I was as, uh, particularly in tuned with all of that, but I, um, yeah, I think, I think that that's accurate. I think that after Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek 3, I was like, okay, we don't, we don't need anymore. By the time Shrek 3, what, what, when did Shrek 3 come out? Shrek 3? Yeah. I think 2007, 6 or 7, something like that. Okay, so 2007, I was in like seventh grade um and so i think also by that time i just i just shift i was shifting out of watching animated movies because yeah i was like oh i want to be like watching adult films you know what i mean i got kicked out of a movie theater because i wanted to see like texas chainsaw massacre but i couldn't you know what i mean like so Mm -hmm. i think that's really what happened to me is that i just like was like okay like i'm not exactly all of these things are not catered to where I am mentally right now anyway, and they're not that good, like, what's the point? Yeah, that's a big point. Also, because um, watching it again after all these years, I hadn't seen it in, like, almost 10 years at this point. Mm -hmm. So watching it again, I had a lot of nostalgia for it, but also I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like, you know, this is pretty good. Yeah. And its imitators are really bad. Right. But, like, the original template worked... For a reason. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, incredible in any particular way. Um, oh, maybe. I think there's good things about it. I just don't think that it is... I, I wouldn't say that I love it. Love the filter, love the guy, but don't love the movie. Really? I merely I like s- the movie. I, I think I still really, really love the movie. Um, despite, you know, it's... Yeah. Problematic things. The things that don't hold up as well are the pop culture references. Like, there's that, like, mm. Matrix joke... You know what I mean? When Oh, when she's, when she's fighting, fighting Robin Hood. Why is Robin Hood French in this movie? I, don't, I actually love that, though. Because he's a pompous piece of shit. But isn't he supposed to be British? Isn't that like his whole thing? I don't know. Probably. I don't fucking know. I think that's the whole point. They're also, they're also fucking up all of these. Right? They're fucking up all of the stories. So Robin right. Hood is a dumb French piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get to... We, we understand... Um, well, we'll see in two how, like, Cinderella and Snow White are, like, also just, like, bimbos sure. or whatever. Um, that's not a good word, huh? Maybe take that out? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So I think it, I think it is just, like, trying to mess up with a whole bunch of... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's messing up everything that you, you've come to know, right? Or it's yeah tainting it in some way. Even the animation... I mean, the animation is... I'm on the fence about it. I think it looks great for 20 years ago. It, it looks... Yeah. I think that the, the backgrounds mm-hmm. and the effects look really good. I think, like, actually, I did not remember Shrek looking as good as it did. Yeah, like, the, I think it... I think that the character design and the character animation feels a little crude. Sure, but I still think that... I feel like I've seen There's worse. worse. Yeah. There's definitely worse... But I don't think that it's, like, on the Pixar level of around that time. You know what I mean? You watch The Incredibles now, and it holds up better but I feel in like, that front. Right. When did Beowulf come out, also? That was later. But that right. was uh, motion capture. 
Oh, okay. But I feel like the way that they designed, like, specifically the skin in this movie for the characters, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is this what, like, Beowulf does better later? You know what I mean? Like, but maybe yeah, not. I don't know. Beowulf also looks kind of creepy. I don't remember what... dated to me. Probably. I haven't watched Beowulf since it came out, so... Yeah. I think the fact of trying to go with this realistic human style... Right. ...is not the... I mean... But I think... It helps him to look... Make, giving it a look that yeah. feels a little bit, like crude yeah. because the movie's supposed to be kind of crude but I don't know it's not my favorite I kind I, I kind of love it I love I love like Jinji's like <clears throat> excuse me oh sorry I said I wasn't gonna do mouth noise sounds but I love Jinji's like um like you can see his little crumbs and like the spit you know what I mean he like looks like a gingerbread cookie right like, he looks good but I'm talking about the humans like Farquaad sure. looks horrendous even Farquaad Princess Fiona as a human looks a little wonky a little wonky and, yeah. they, and the way they move it's a little clunky yeah and broad compared to like you know you watch monsters inc from the same year and they move so smoothly and the and the and the fur on sully's skin looks so good you mm-hmm. know so i think they were clearly not on the level of that but it held up pretty well on yeah. that front yeah i i i immediately like i immediately fell into like this is just the way that this world looks now here's something you don't know Oh no! This is something a very popular you opinion. Didn't know. Yes. In uh, South America Uh-oh. and Peru in particular, Sorry. it's a widely held belief that Shrek is much much better in Spanish. Oh wow! That the jokes are better. Yeah, like everyone, like usually people don't love like um, what do you call them dubbing and yeah. translations. They're like, well, it's not as good as the original, except for Shrek. Wow. Everyone like Shrek's good, but it's better in Spanish. Because it is very funny in Spanish, from what I remember. Um, And they do a thing in which it's not so much a literal translation of a lot of the jokes. Mm -hmm. They almost, like, change things and make them more specific to the um, circumstances of the dub. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, the the, the key thing there is is Donkey. Mm -hmm. Donkey is voiced by this actor... Eugenio Derbez, mm-hmm. who has made some movies here in America. I don't know if you know who he is. Remember that was going to be that Overboard remake with Anna Faris and and another guy? I don't remember that at all. Okay, Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy who plays the gardener. The gardener. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you clearly don't know who he is. But he's a very He's a famous, like, Latino comedian. Uh-huh. And he... I didn't know who he was at the time, but he does the voice for Donkey in Shrek, and they make Donkey Mexican, uh-huh. and they make him very Mexican. So everything that he says is like, because usually when they dub over for Latin America, they do it in Mexico, and sometimes in other countries, but they try to make it everything neutral so mm-hmm. that it plays all over South America, all over Latin America. Right. You you know, they try not to use references that are too specific. Mm-hmm. But for Donkey, they decided to go full Mexican. Mm-hmm. So everything that he says is very Mexican. He speaks with a Mexican accent. He speaks... He uses Mexican slang. And that was very... Ref- that was extra refreshing at the time. It was extra funny. Um, for example, when he comes to Shrek and says that he's going to make... Um, he says he's going to make, make waffles. waffles. Yeah. He says, I'm going to make tamales. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And things like that. And he sings songs in Spanish, and, and, and it's very funny. And I think because of that specific thing, which was not totally unprecedented, I think that The Simpsons in Spanish did something very similar in uh-huh. its early seasons of like really changing the jokes to make them feel more culturally specific. specific? Oh, interesting. And But I think that's why a lot of people think that Shrek is funnier in Spanish, people who have seen it in the Latin American dub. And I agree with that. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, now I can't. I can't. Well, I what? I guess I could watch it with subtitles, but with that, I feel like I don't know if no, that does it. No, you would have to. I would have to learn. Sp- okay, here we go. <laughs> this is. It wasn't marrying you that got me to do it. What got me to finally learn Spanish is so that I could appreciate the Shrek. The Spanish the Latin. Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are someone who listens to this and speaks Spanish, you should give the Latin dub of Shrek a try. <laughs> Because I know a lot of people who will die by that assessment. So, okay. But, so there is something about Donkey, about having him be this, like, verbose, like, really out there. And having an actor who, like, is a, like, a vocal genius. You know what I mean? Like, that right. character doesn't work unless you have someone who is just, like... 
Well, Eddie Murphy charismatic, of course, exactly. In the in the English version, and he speaks like Eddie Murphy, right? And know? he's got such a charismatic voice that you're like, oh, this is amazing. You know what I mean? And I he has the cultural references, yeah. and he talks. I feel like it. Some a lot of that has to have been improvised by him. Of course, I think so. You know. Um. Yeah. I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. I like thinking about that all the time. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I'm so I can't believe that you don't that you merely just like it after seeing the first one. Well, you know, I I mean it's not bad, but I think it's a little silly how much we loved it. What, really? I feel like I mean, I agree with you that people did it worse after, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like because it's such an OG, I'm like, oh, y'all can't compare. Like, nobody makes jokes. I mean, people make jokes this way, but none of them are as good as the jokes that they have in this movie. So it's funny, but I think underneath the, the, the jokes, mm-hmm. it's very conventional. Sure. So it's making fun of Disney, but it's making a movie that it's very much in a family tradition mm-hmm. with heart and whatever so it yeah, is yeah. It, it wants to have it both ways right but of course you gotta have your cake and eat it too baby <laughs> all right well i think that that's I like... only live my life by having my cake <laughs> and eat it too okay <laughs> i find it like a little bit like um you know like conventional in a disappointing way for something that wants to be a little bit transgressive okay so if you were so what would you do then to make shrek the perfect movie well, the first thing that I would do is I would get rid of that what I hate, what I absolutely hate that they do it in animated movies for kids always mm-hmm. is in the in the going into the third act, mm-hmm. one character overhears the other character say something and they misinterpret it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. I hate that. <laughs> they do it always. They do it in so many movies. And they have spent a whole adventure together. They have come to know each other, but all of a sudden they overhear something and they and they assume that the person is like, you know what I mean? Like, I can never trust you again. I knew I couldn't trust you. And without letting them explain or anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hate that. It's so convenient and they do it all the time and it's so overdone. But it's, I mean, that goes back to Shakespeare, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, there's something theatrical that is a word that I, I can't mean, think I mean, I love a good overheard misunderstanding. Uh-huh. But, but they use it in the same way always. Like, I love it for like a farce. Uh-huh. But in these movies, it always comes towards the end and it always... It's just a convenient way for them to separate the characters right, right, before right. the last act. Right, right, right. Okay, so what would you have done? If you... Uh, you need to rewrite the movie then. So if you right were... Right here on mic? Right here on set. Um, if you were going to... On Pillow. If you were going to be like, okay, I need to get Shrek and Donkey to like part ways. Or like I need to, you know, for there to be some form of doubt between Shrek and his love for Fiona. What would you have done instead? Okay, I don't know what I would have done. Like, I'm, All right, I'm saying... Well then... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was coming in here to do. I was just going to talk about Shrek. No, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and my reaction to it. So, like, so it's things like that. Like, you know, but I feel like that is just one thing. Yes. I think that that's indicative of just the general... Um, structure of the story that I think is very conventional mm-hmm. and that's fine because I think it's still good yeah it's just not great because I think if to, in order to be great it would have to go that extra mile into not being just not only saying that I'm uncon- an unconventional movie but actually being an unconventional movie but do you think that alright so what's our definition because we know I'm terrible at words what is our definition of unconventional then? Because I, I just feel like it is. You know what I mean? And, and or like when it was made, it was unconventional. Now it, it is conventional, but um, I think it's convention and conventional in in some ways. Mm-hmm. I think in the way that it's not is in the in the in the structure and the kind of screenplay, you know, and in the themes and all of that stuff. But does it work? Don't you need a like a, a a hint of a pinch of conventionality? Is that a word? Sure, we're going with it. Um, in order in to order make, to make the... a, a like a, a you know an <laughs> you know what I'm trying to in say. In order to make the unconventional 
come through. Right. And, and also, and yes, especially if you're going to be doing a thing where you're like making fun of something specific, you need to have, you need to have the understanding that you know what is conventional in order to like poke fun of it, at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just, I just wish that they have had gone a little bit further. Like, I feel okay. like, okay. you know, like. Something with with the way they treat Lord, Lord Farquaad. If they had, sure. like, subverted that eventually, you yes. know, like, being like, hey, and you make fun of me because I'm short. Like, how about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That could have been a little bit something there. Like, you know, I feel like the, the screenplay is a little bit, um, in my opinion, it's a little bit by the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a s- script that works because yeah. it's conventional in order to make all these jokes. Right. And, I, and that's fine, but I wish that it was... Uh, a little bit more. Yeah, you I you know what I think, which is also missing from two, which I guess we'll go into soon. Um, or not missing, but like I think what could have helped the Lord Farquaad moment is the fact that we never see anyone pining for him. We only see him like want Fiona. I think it would have been interesting if for like there were people who like wanted to. You know what I mean? I don't you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Or some form of like showing that he's attractive to people. Right. You know but then he's just Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, so that's the thing. That's like fine. the movie, the that's movie. That's great. I mean, that's fine, but the, then the movie is still conventional because it's just Beauty and the Beast with the jokes about Disney. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> that's what the movie really is. Yeah, I'm so fine with that. I mean, and he can still be short. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that case, you could just leave it as is and and be fine with being a, a fine movie. I don't know. No, I think it would have been great if he was a super, if he was like you know, yeah, just a super like mean dumb dumb but he was hot you so know that, what I mean? that feels like we should go into shrek yeah we have to before go into we shrek. do before we do i have a couple of little tidbits that, okay. I, that I wrote down in my notes about let me see two no about one okay that just to go oh okay so just a couple things first one is that this is the first time maybe because i used to watch it in spanish all the time when i was a kid that i had never realized that lord farquaad is like a joke on fuck word there's a joke that... What? Like, Lord... I feel like they named him Lord Farquaad. Farquaad? Like, Yeah, like, it's oh, a joke yeah, yeah. of, like, it sounds so much like Fuckwad, but it's just, like, a movie for kids, kids so we can't say Farquaad, it, so yeah. we're gonna name him Farquaad. Yes, 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 yes. I had yes, never yes. realized that until yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 And the other thing is that this is... <laughs> probably the same for you. This Watching Shrek was the first time that I heard Hallelujah in the song. Oh, I know! Yes, I had the same thought. I was like, I think this is the old <laughs> Yeah, like Here's, why I know this song in the first place. And to this place. day, whenever I hear this, that song, I just I think of Fiona and Shrek <laughs> sitting at the table <laughs> alone eating their supper. <laughs> Oh. Um, so yeah, whenever you use Hallelujah in your movie and you want it to be like meaningful, just know that a lot of a whole generation of people are only gonna be thinking of Shrek. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Should we go to Shrek too? I guess. I my only question for you would have been, what is your? Do you think you have a favorite scene slash moment from Shrek One? From Shrek One? Mm-hmm. Do you have one? Um, I I love so much of it. So, but. I'm, yeah, I'm just curious if you had one that you were like, oh man, I had forgotten how. If there was a scene that you were like, I had forgotten how funny that was. Hmm. I think I had forgotten in general a bit how funny it is in general. Just like Donkey, especially, like all his like funny lines. Yeah. And I think there were a couple others that I that I can't remember off the top of my head. I do think that that moment where they arrive at Duloc and it's like the Disneyland parody. So I good. think that is good. Yeah. I think that's like when a pretty good... When the guy good. has the head on and he's, yeah, he's going running. Running Yeah, yeah, that's also really funny. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that part of the movie. Great. Um, is there something else? I forgot how epic the... Um, the getaway from the dragon, the dragon was <laughs> that was yeah. slow mo. <laughs> I was nervous. I was like, I know they make it, but I was like, oh my god, the bridge is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Shark two.
Shrek 2. Why don't you tell us a bit about Shrek 2? Do we need to, are we going into the plot of Shrek 2 now? Do I have to plot summarize? Okay, so 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not 12. When Shrek 2 came out in 2004. So that is uh, 17 years ago, yes. I think. So 17 years ago, Shrek 2 premiered <laughs> at the Cannes Film Festival, also in competition. <laughs> It played alongside movies by uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, Lucrecia Martel, Park Chan-wook, wow. A Picture Pong, where that's a cool, some of the great masters of contemporary cinema, and Shrek 2 was one of them. I mean, if you had asked me before we watched Shrek 2, if Shrek 2 was a masterpiece and was the one of the best movies of all time, I would have said yes. <laughs> and how do you feel after watching it? And after watching it, um, my biggest takeaway is that it there's not enough Shrek in Shrek 2. That it is too much about Far far Away. You know what I mean? About all the characters that are the in... The new characters. Their new characters. Um, mm. Oh, so you mean Shrek... I thought you, you meant like... Not enough Shrek as Shrek and too much Shrek as, like, handsome Shrek. No, I love... Oh, my God, I want to fuck handsome Shrek so hard. <laughs> um, I don't mind Shrek being... Turned into handsome Turned into handsome Shrek. I think that that's a... It's a, it's a nice flip on the, on the mm-hmm. first movie, right? To have him be this, you know... Um, right. Quote, unquote. You just think handsome. there's not enough Shrek in general. I just think that there's so much attention to... And... I wouldn't and I feel like some of it is around like I would have I wouldn't mind if it was like because they were focusing a lot on Fiona but it doesn't feel like they're focusing on her they just love this fairy godmother and prince and charming king. and the king there's so much about this king and I'm like who the fuck it was like I don't give a shit about this like white man who becomes a toad you know what I mean like yeah, I I don't love the new characters either um, I like I like I mean I like the idea of the fairy godmother I like that she's like this you know what I mean um, but there's just too much. Yeah, this like celebrity godmother, but there's too much of her. Um, yeah. So similarly, like you, I wouldn't have said like Shrek Two is a masterpiece going into it. I would have, but I would have. I expected to like Shrek Two better than Shrek. I remembered but, liking Shrek Two uh, better than Shrek before. I mean, I. I my my remembrance was that both all the Shrek movies were like limited in their, uh, <laughs> in their you know quality, but that Shrek two was really funny. Yeah. And I and that I thought oh well you know like Shrek has its issues, but like Shrek two that was really funny right like that was such a funny movie. I gotta say watching it no. again big disappointment. Shrek Shrek one takes the takes yeah. the lead in my book. It's so much funnier. Um, yeah, it the, the the sequel is not as. It's good. clearly inferior. Like yeah. I'm surprised I went so long thinking that it was on par, if not better. Yeah, I was I was shocked too. Um, what is so disappointing? Well, the characters, like you said. Yeah. Anything I, else? Right. Well, I think that because, well, it's that it, focusing so much on the new characters, but then also. This is when, like, this is not only, like, having your cake and eating it, too. It's, like, having two cakes. Um, okay. <laughs> what are the cakes? Is that they want to preserve the first characters that were... They try to, like, add all these new characters, and then they also try to preserve the, like, side characters from the first movie at the same time. Mm. And so, all of a sudden, we're, like, you know, we're doing the fairy god movie, we got Prince Charming, we got the king, and then I was like, isn't Gingy and Pinocchio and the wolf a part of this story? And then all of a sudden, in the third act, they, like, show up, and I was like, there's too, there's just too many characters who are not Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey in this movie. I agree with you that Fiona, I think Fiona is done dirty by Shrek almost both movies. Yes. I think, like, the first movie, it's, it's unfortunate because he has this whole secret, and I mean, you're going to hate this, but I don't think Cameron Diaz is the best voice actress. I think no. she's a very great, compelling screen presence, yes. but so much of what makes her a good movie star is her... Her, her facial expressions. Her facial expressions and her body, and her body yeah, movements and her charisma on screen. Yes, I agree. So I would never think, like, voice Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like she, there's that. There's the fact that in the first movie, Fiona has to keep this secret for so long. And, you know, and we have to kind of see her from Shrek's perspective, so we right. don't really understand her as much. Right. So this second movie was a great opportunity, exactly. and they don't take and it. And they don't. They, they, 
the, yeah, she still is just, like, the background to all of this. She's still just, like, a little pawn in the whole movie. She's not, like, you know. Yeah. And even, and I, I think you're right, that even Shrek, because the, that's the thing, the whole plot is, is, is pushed forward by the king and the fairy godmother. Yeah. And Fiona and Shrek and Donkey are not, like, they're kind of at the center of things because things are happening, but... It's but not... they're not doing anything, you know what I mean? Everything's happening, like, around them or, like, to affect them, but it's not, like, happening because of them or, like, you know... There's a, not a lot of action surrounding that. I guess for Shrek, the the big character thing is that he feels insecure of about having married Fiona. Right. Which I think it's interesting. I, I like the idea of, like, exactly, like, she brings him home, and he gets to see her family, and it's like, guess who's coming to dinner? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I like that idea, but they just do... There's so much... And it's also Puss in Boots, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other people that they, like... Puss in Boots is good, then. Oh, I... I that's the only person that needed puss. <laughs> give me puss. Give me a sprinkle, a dash of the fairy godmother. Prince Charming. He's actually not as in as much of the movie as I remember, but he's also kind of like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Give it me the it, father or Prince feel, Charming. I don't right. need both. It makes yeah. him feel superfluous. Why do you have all these new characters? Like, Prince Charming doesn't really... He's only there so that Fiona has another person that she could marry. Right, instead of exactly. Um... Yeah. But I think they could have done something else. Yeah. They could have done something else. The other thing about the movie is that... So the first movie is parroting Disney, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like lampooning these Disney musicals. Yeah. And the structure of those Disney musicals, the characters of those Disney musicals. I'm not sure what this second movie is supposed to be lampooning. Like, Hollywood? I... Yes, I, um... But I have something that I thought about while I was thinking about the movie, and I was like, I think, um, even though I don't agree, in this version of, in what I'm going to compare it to, I think you do, in which it feels very much like, um, uh, um, uh, Austin Powers, in which the oh. first movie is, you know, a parody of all these spy movies and all of that, that, that <laughs> and the second movie is just like... A parody of the first, you know what I mean? A parody of the the first first movie. movie. And so this one feels like that to me, where it's like trying to just like one up the things that it did in the first movie. Ah, yeah, I can see that. But if that theory is correct, then it would mean that Shrek the Third is actually a Dadaist masterpiece, like Holtzman. Which means that we need to watch it. Um, (laughs) Somehow I feel like that's not the case. No. Yeah. um, I don't know if they... Yeah, they didn't find their way back home. But that's a great... Another Mike Myers movie, by the way. Right, exactly. Hello. Um, But but that's a great take. Because, yeah, because what Austin Powers 2, Spy Who Shagged Me, does is it just repeats the jokes from the first one. And takes them a little bit further, right? right? And and I feel like that's kind of what Shrek 2 is trying to do. It's trying to make all these jokes that are supposed to be edgier. And a lot of them are kind of, like, have aged kind of tastelessly. Yeah, they're not as good. You know, the, there's a the whole thing with the um, ugly stepsister who, who talks like a man. Yeah, who's I was kind like, of like, a little bit okay. transphobic. And yes. then there's that a other... little bit I think it is very much transphobic. Okay, good. <laughs> and then there's the other... There's the moment where Pinocchio is wearing a thong that is right. also feels kind of transphobic, yeah. like a kink shaming. Yeah, you know? it's that's so weird. I'm like, why did you add? It it just feels like a joke that like even for adults it like makes no sense. You know what I mean? Or like it it, it like yeah, it's an adult funny? joke, but like why is it in this movie? Why is it funny? It like yeah. it doesn't serve anything. There's the also that joke. Also, very tasteless joke when they're like on cops and and oh, they're arresting yeah. and he's like, "This is police brutality." Yeah, right. Which that is does like, not hold up. That does all. not age well at all. So I think they wanted to be right. They wanted to take it further, be edgier, but by doing that, as so many things, they end up being not very funny. No, <laughs> they just, then you know, like they confuse like edginess or like just saying things that are not cool. They become Utica. <laughs> they become Utica. <laughs> For all our drag race fans out there. <laughs> they do. They do go into that direction a little bit. Yeah. So that's what that was my biggest thought between when I watched it. I was like, oh, this feels like right, Awesome Powers 1 and 2. Yeah, and it doesn't... That's right. And it doesn't feel as pointed as mm-hmm. the first one. Right, because it's not calling... It, it isn't... Right. It, it isn't specifically targeting something in our, like, social... Whatever. 
or like you know what I mean in the same way it's it, yeah it just yeah it's just feels kind of general just a bunch of jokes about how there's a lot of Starbucks right and then and how and celebrity culture in LA kind of exactly right? exactly um yeah it's it's too broad it's too broad it's too broad while also it's too broad while also doing what you said the first movie was doing with also trying to be like a heartfelt and sincere you know exploration of like how it could be to like not measure up to what you thought you were for somebody right yeah and so i think both of those things start to clash because they're just they're making fun of something that's very outside of that that's just like Mm -hmm. which seems connected right because the idea of like superficiality and that like hollywood's superficial so you know what i mean like it makes sense that like Shrek would feel even more like an outsider in this world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, it 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 just doesn't. They have like the great ideas, like it all. It looks good on an idea board, but the strings are not connected right. I guess so. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, and they they take it like the it feels almost like so many of the jokes in this one, even more than the first one, are so much about like. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, we had the things that we have in our world in, a, like, a fairy tale world? Right. Like, if they went to get drive through and if they had e-entertainment television, you yeah. know what I mean? And if they... And Hollywood was there, and they had Starbucks, and they had this, and, you know? It's too much pop culture references. And not so much, like... Because the first one wasn't just pop culture references no. for pop culture references' sake. It was in order to point at the things that had become tired about these Disney movies. Exactly, exactly. And it, yeah, they needed to do, they needed to be more specific in the second one, and they they weren't in a in yeah. a way. Shrek, the first one, was too successful for its own good because it was so successful that they didn't make any more Disney movies like that anymore. Right. And by the time the Shrek Two comes out, there's nothing to poke fun at because all the movies are like Shrek. They're right. not like the Disney right, movies. Right, right. They they, be, they like become the thing that people yeah. are like parroting or you know what I mean. Right, they become the big dog in town, and right. all of a sudden you're not the underdog making fun of other of the right, right, right. bigger dog. You know. Um. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, there's one thing that I do love about Shrek 2. Can you guess what it is? One thing. One thing. Well, there's one thing. I There's th- a lot of things I like. So there's puss. There's, there's quite a bit of... Th- I like puss, but there's one thing about Shrek 2 that is I it, absolutely love. Is it Donkey becoming a stallion? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's also funny. <laughs> that's also funny, but it's not that. Um... I don't... What else happens? <laughs> um, it's not something that happens. It's more something that's in it. Is it Julie Andrews? <laughs> I do like Julie Andrews. No, it's accidentally in love. Oh, the song. of course. How could I? Oh, I'm so stupid. One of the greatest songs. It's... It is so good. <laughs> I love that song. And I love that sequence too. Even though it's all full yeah. of movie parodies. Yeah. Of around that time. Yeah. Um... But it's just such a nice little way to yeah, start the movie. Yeah. And it's, so, it's such it a beautiful really song. And, you know, it's very cute when no. they recreate, like, Spider-Man. Yes. And From Here to Eternity. Yes. And the, the Lord of the Rings bit is not as funny. But, right. like, you know, but it's, like, the ones that are about romantic moments in movies played by Shrek and Fiona, that's cute. No, yeah, that whole opener. The openers... that And that's the thing. The opener sets the movie up to be like, oh, this is going to be delightful. And, you know. Yeah. It fails a little bit. It does. The animation that they do with his beautiful, cute little green eyes whenever he like when Puss, when, when Puss is like trying to be pouty, and then <laughs> my favorite, of course, is when then Shrek joins in as the two of them making this ridiculous <laughs> face at Donkey. Oh, it's very cute. Yeah. Also, I mean, who doesn't love some um, Banderas? Antonio Banderas. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I yeah, the voice cast is pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I would say that the, the second movie, the voice acting is okay, but I agree with you. I don't love these new characters. Even though I love uh, Jennifer Saunders. Yeah. I love I love her perform. Like I think that she does an amazing performance. Like her voice acting, even when she's in the car and they're doing the stupid drive through, and she's like, "You're going to make me do something I really don't want to do." Like that voice is fantastic. Um, it's just sad that there's like. Yeah, it just becomes a little too much mm-hmm. of her. 
So should we rate these movies in a in a scale of um, sure. what was it? Like it love me, is gonna me, happen. Like it. <laughs> it should have been what it was. No, but we did um fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Right. Yeah. So what are you gonna do to Shrek? Shrek one, I'm marrying. Marrying material. I'm marrying Shrek one. And I I mean, since I wanna fuck Shrek as a human, I think I do fuck Shrek too, but fuck with Shrek but too. it's truly like a it's like a I don't even know if it's like a one night stand. It's more like let's go to the bathroom right quick oh, and like wow. do this dirty and then and get then out. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you you were disappointed? Very. Disappointed. I was really disappointed by because I remember like I, you, I'm telling you being like Shrek two. He's a masterpiece, y'all. Like, this right. is the height of cinema, is, like, what I thought as a child when it first came out. And I'm devastated that it was so bad. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably... I, I don't think I care about Shrek, too. I think I would just, just toss it. it. Yeah. I would kill it. Um, I fuck with some Shrek. I would marry Shrek the person. <laughs> And I have already married Shrek the film. You have definitely. So that's my that's my scale. Y'all are like soulmates. You're in what in um in like uh what is that called in um past life regression? Like y'all have met many a times. <laughs> Me and the Shrek, Shrek filter. filter. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you want to know what we're talking about, you should follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. What's my Instagram? Coco. Is it Coco Hits New York or Coco? Coco, Coco Hits NY. NY, yeah. Not New York. Is it? How yeah. do you see it? Right here. It's at the top. Oh, yeah. Coco Hits NY. <laughs> Sorry. I only ever go on Instagram to use the filter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Oh. So hopefully people... What? I just do yep, yep, yep. Um, from your other favorite. <laughs> We should have a dinosaur. A dinosaur. You're coming for Lou's gig. Oh. He's going to be upset. Well, we can have Lou as a guest on the... To talk about dinosaurs. Yes. It's like, that's when we add, like, a... It's what our threesome is when we add somebody to the bedroom. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, we could have some threesomes. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, What else? Is that it? I think so. I hope people are not disappointed that we are... I mean, you are super into Shrek 1. I like Shrek 1. We're mm-hmm. not into Shrek 2. A lot of people love Shrek 2. I though. know. They're going to kill us. They're going to be a little upset. But, you but know, what can they you do? also probably need to rewatch it. Because when was the last time y'all watched it? I don't know. I feel like some I feel like some of our friends had watched it recently in quarantine. And we're like, All right, let's, the moon about come on. Let, come on, y'all. Let's go. Let's talk about it. All right. Send us your hate mail. Yeah. Um, we don't have an email address. But I guess you can find me on Instagram and harass me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do next time? Um, are we doing the the soccer spectacular-a-thon? <laughs> yeah, the super soccer. Super soccer. It's the summer, so that means soccer season. Right? <laughs> Gross. I do not condone sports. <laughs> so since we love sports so much, we're going to be talking about a couple of fun sports movies. First is the movie uh, Bijil. I don't know how you pronounce this, actually. I think it's Bijil. It's B-I-G-I-L. Mm-hmm. And this is an Indian movie starring one of our favorite actors, Vijay. Oh, fucking love me some Vijay! So Vijay was in a movie called Master, which we watched earlier this year, in which the way I describe Master is Dead Poets Society, but Robin Williams is also John Wick. Yes! (laughs) So if that sounds fun to you, you should watch the movie Master. It was on Amazon, I think, right? Probably. I think it's on Amazon Prime. You can stream it for free. And I think this other one, Bijil, is on it. In Bijil... VJ plays, I think, from what I gather, both like a mob person who also trains a women's soccer team. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. And what are we going to pair it with? We're going to pair it with Bender like Beckham, baby. <laughs> That's right, since we're talking about women playing soccer. Um, I haven't seen Bend It in so long, so I hope it holds up. Me either. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though, because like, I remember it being good. I remember really enjoying it, but... I feel like I have to learn to let shit from my past go that I really enjoy. <laughs> the more and more I watch shit from my past, the more I'm like, damn, well, I was I was fucked up. <laughs> will Bandit like Beckham pass the Shrek 2 test? <laughs> no. We'll see you next time.
accidentally in love.